the Emperor of China had the power, according to ancient tradition, to predict astronomical phenomena. Displays of this power confirmed the Emperor's divine legitimacy and were taken very seriously. The more accurate the prediction, the more effective the demonstration. Members of the intellectual elite, of which Li Du and Tulishin numbered, were aware that for many years it had been the Jesuits at court who had provided the emperor with a yearly calendar of astronomical events. Their calculations had proven reliable and accurate to the minute. Naturally, public acknowledgement of their role was forbidden, as it would tarnish the pageantry of the emperor's predictions. And what better way to assert control over a notoriously unstable province than to impress the people with a spectacular festival and an eclipse of the sun. It had fallen to Tulishin to organize the unprecedented event in an area known throughout China only for its disease and barbarism. He would be blamed if the emperor was disappointed. Thousands will gather in the field east of the city, Tulishin went on with forced enthusiasm and the emperor will appear before them as a deity on a towering golden pavilion. The foreigners and uncivilized people of this province will know the emperor's power. They will not forget. I saw one of the foreigners at your gate earlier today, a merchant. Tulishan shifted his shoulders uncomfortably. He is the most recent arrival. The first one came three days ago, an old man as bleached as a dead tree on the plains. One of the religious men in black robes, but he did not come from Beijing. He says he lives in India. That is not all he says. The man does not stop talking. Obviously he does not know. The more words spoken, the more mistakes made. And that is not the extent of his foolishness. He journeyed here with compatriots. I am surprised that they did not rob and murder him and his friend. His friend? A performer who has come for the festival. A storyteller from Arabia. Tulishan brightened a little. The storyteller is amusing and speaks good Chinese. I have hired him to perform here tonight. For a moment, Tulishin was lost in thought. Then he recalled himself and continued, There is another one in black robes, but he arrived alone. A young man, unimpressive. He speaks Chinese like an imbecile, and he has a weak stomach. He has not left his room at the inn since he arrived. I sent my doctor to bring him herbs, and now the strange man wants to know everything about the plants the doctor used. He has a fascination for plants, he says. Did you encounter these religious men in Beijing? The Jesuits, Lidu said. I was tutored by one. Tulishan's expression wavered. This was an unwelcome reminder of Lidu's academic superiority. But Tulishan had not become magistrate by ignoring opportunities to use the knowledge of others. Did you learn to speak their language? Most of the ones I met in Beijing spoke good Chinese. But yes, I learned their Latin. Tell me about them. 
What is it you want to know? Tulishan was irritated. I never wasted my time with foreigners in the capital. I am not interested in distant places that do not affect us. But now they are here, and I am responsible for them. Tell me something useful. Lidu considered. He had not thought of the Jesuits in years. To me, he said, the Jesuits always seemed more scholars than holy men. They spend their time studying our language and reading our books, instead of reviewing their own. As I recall, that is how they fell out of favor with their leaders, even as they earned the emperor's respect.